Hello. Why why do you have a fly swatter? Look how big it is. Is this is this your way of saying you're gonna swat me? Like those Twitch streamers that get the SWAT team yeah, to show about up at the that. house. It's already on the way to your house. Um, oh well, shit. Okay, well that's just in time before to finish up with most of free agency. I mean, it's pretty much go. finished up. Like there we go. Best the way I could start it. Off. Well, <laughs> that was a great start. But like I'm full so transparency. Sorry. I don't know how much content we're going to have for next week because nothing is happening. We'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. it out. Because, like, if we have enough to record an episode, I think we will. Like, a full episode. If not, like, we might just do, like, a short, like, YouTube video slash short uh, audio vignette about yeah. what's going on. Because, like, since we were gone for two weeks, we have enough. But, like, I think if we weren't gone for the two weeks, I'm like... Hey, eh. it could be time to put down early bets. It, it could it could be time and we could like do something that's like called a break like i i don't know like we can break until like the first week of september or something i don't know we'll figure it out yeah but, uh, yeah welcome back it's about what i mean today is the last or no i'm dumb i looked at i was looking at the notes and saw the day it's the first day of august baby where first day of august because i postponed yesterday yeah because no, <laughs> i needed I was, more I like, break time last day of july baby we're all, you're hitting august it is august so <laughs> august time my birthday month let's go welcome welcome back from your trip thank you thank you i went to greenville south carolina it was very lovely lots of nature uh cookout milkshakes are top tier I want to give a shout out to the best barbecue I've ever had. It's Bucky's, not the gas station Bucky's. It's just like this small shack, like in Greenville, South Carolina. Best pulled pork sandwich I've ever had. You, if you guys are in the area, you gotta try it. It's so damn good, so damn also, good. Also, shout out to the pictures you took at uh, the Carolina Panthers training facility. Oh yeah, yeah. One of my friends thought I was like actually in the Carolina Panthers training camp. I'm like, dude, I am like five foot six, like five foot six, maybe 150 pounds. Like, dude, exactly. I'm not doing Perfect any for damage. A running back. I'm like an inch taller than the Cowboys running back that they have. Hey, it's okay. They don't get paid. Not even close to being as fast. And yeah, I mean, like, I'll take less money. I'll take a, I'll take a mill to run the football. <laughs> Anyways, to the start. Uh, actually, you you start off some stuff. I'm gonna look look up some things. This is gonna All be right. like a little bit of a scuffed episode. Yeah, it's a little bit scuffed up. But like the big news in the last couple of days, I think, was uh the. Tarasenko signing in Carolina and then firing his agent and not signing in Carolina and then getting a new agent and waiting a month and then signing with someone. Which is very, very weird. Like the whole saga was weird. I think he found a good fit. Um, He signed a one year deal in Ottawa for five million bucks. I think it's a really good deal for Ottawa, if I'm being completely honest. Like, Uh, this is a fantastic deal. I'm surprised. They only took a one-year deal. I think it might be because, like, the injuries were something that people were concerned about. Because he had that uh, shoulder injury for a while. But I'm trying. I'm going to look up his stats real quick. 
just uh, to give Ottawa Senators fans a taste of what they're getting. So last season in 69 games played, nice. He had 18 <laughs> goals, 32 assists for 50 points. That's he was a, good. He was he a was minus 14. And yeah, but that, a lot of that I think was the problem with the Blues. Yeah, most of it was a problem with the Blues. And in the playoffs in seven games, he had three goals, one assist for four points. That's not bad. That's not bad at all, actually. That's why I just found it weird he only got a one-year deal. I mean, maybe he's going down the Taylor Hall route to get something long-term, but... Yeah, like, I could see him going the Taylor Hall route, but he's 31 years old, so he probably has one more long-term deal in him before we start talking, like, the two-year deals and three-year deals. I think this one's more of a, like, hey, I can go out there and score, like, 50 to 60 points and get, like, a five-year deal at yeah. like six million bucks or something like that that's like, gonna be it's definitely gonna be interesting and hey and if we go back to last time we were doing like early predictions i was high on ottawa yeah it, it's now even higher after the debrinket uh saga i was like i'm not super high on them i think they've done a pretty good job to at least replace his presence in the top six like, they did get a little bit older with Tarasenko, but I don't think it's the end of the world. I think they have the... I think at very minimum, they could be gunning for, like, a 7th or 8th seed. I think they're a wild card team. I don't necessarily think they're a top three team in the Atlantic just because it's so competitive, but I can see them making the playoffs. I want to see what they do with Chitrin when they come back. That's going to yeah, be a big true. thing. If he comes in and solidifies your defense, they could... They could do, they could do some damage. I hear really a uh, scary. They have a scary offense. I hear a former senator is on the market too. If they want to bolster their defense a little bit more, Eric Eric Carlson. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, uh... Everyone forgets he played for the Sens. I'm like, guys, he was like great on the Sens. He gave me a heart attack in 2017 against the Penguins. Like, I it's... thought he was gonna steal that series. He damn near did. I still can't believe. Is he, he still hasn't got a trade yet, hasn't he? No, he hasn't, and I'm not entirely sure that he's going to. And the like, Sharks are going to take the biggest L if they do not trade him. Oh, yeah, and I think, like, a big problem with, like, players waiting, like, there's still a couple high-profile players waiting to sign contracts. I think, like, the biggest problem, especially with, like, the Carlson trade, is if you look at cap friendly, the amount of like good teams that are like right up against the cap, if not over, most of the good teams in the league are like at the cap or above it and can't afford him. And he wants to go to a contender. He stated that, right? Yeah. He stated that he wants to go to a contender. And yeah, like, for reference, um, I just do the search. Yeah. There are 12 teams over the cap. Dude, the NHL needs to do something. There like are 12 this... teams over the cap, and there's another six who have less than a million. Yeah. So 18 of the 32 teams. Mind you, the Kraken are one of those teams. Yeah, and the Kraken just got here. Yeah. So you want you want to know which teams have over a million? Who? Devils, Rangers, Flyers, Jets, Blue Jackets, Sharks, Oilers, Sabres, Coyotes, Red Wings, Predators, Blackhawks, Ducks. A lot of the teams, though, like, even if you have, like, below 3 million, that's still, like, cap-strapped. 
That's still pretty bad. Yeah. Like Unless the you... <laughs> $1 million increase to the salary cap this year just wasn't enough. Like they should have easily extended it like at least $5 million. They just need to take, they just need to take the Anaheim Ducks con- uh, cap and then spread it out evenly amongst everybody else. <laughs> or implement like a luxury tax or something. Like I think they got to do something because a uh, lot of these I teams promise are you, so Luxury close. taxes do little to nothing. It, like teams do not care until it's like 10 years down the line. Yeah. But, like, I think you should be rewarded for, like, being a good team and wanting to spend the money. Like, in the NBA, a lot of the good teams, like, are willing to spend the money. Yeah. And, like, a lot of the good NHL teams are clearly willing to spend the money because, like, 18 of the 32 are above the cap. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, it's 18 of 32 are above the cap. So, like... Well, 12 of... 32 are over the cap and then there's another six who are like within a million that's crazy yeah no and then there, and then there's the ducks who still have uh 27 million in cap space <laughs> it's so funny if you think about that so it's <laughs> really sad i gotta i gotta find a tweet from um Oh, I gotta find a tweet. It's it was from a play. It was from a player agent. A cut like a couple of days ago. Okay. It was from Alan Walsh. But wait, while you're doing that, let me ask one question. What's up? If you have someone on the LTIR, does that drop your cap? Yes. Okay, that actually changes a lot. There's technically only two teams that are over the cap. Uh, actually, no. There's six. But if they, like seven, still, seven, if there's seven. that many, there's seven teams over the cap, dude. If there's that many, like there's a problem. Like you gotta you, do more. Pittsburgh. And they were <laughs> and they, they weren't Carlson. even a playoff team last year. And they won Carlson. <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna pull it off. I genuinely don't. San Jose eats their entire salary. <laughs> like that would be really funny. San Jose can't even eat his entire sal- his entire salary either. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like I just don't know how the teams are going to be able to move all these guys. Like it's going to be something where like you probably have to buy people out, but even then with what money? Yeah. No, I- and they don't even have an injury. No, they're literally 2 million over the cap. I I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Like there's got something's got to give. What's the upper limit? The upper limit's eighty three point five. The lower limit's sixty one point seven. Dude, trying to navigate this new Twitter, by the way, with this X is like so goddamn annoying. Bro, so fun facts, people. <clears throat> um, as we both we both do a lot of hockey content. I am also a massive baseball nerd, a massive baseball junkie. X crashed three times on my phone because of the trade deadline today. Oh, with baseball, like the uh, like the NHL uh, free agency where like the mm-hmm. uh, rate where limit the Preds, was exceeded. The rate... <laughs> I found it. Okay, so this is an interesting like little tidbit about like the salary cap in terms of like values of NHL franchises. Right, and it's kind on. of ridiculous. 
want to hear this. So from Alan Walsh, who is a player agent, um, some Sunday facts. The average NHL franchise value has risen from $180 million, which is from the year 2000, to approximately a billion dollars today. That is a 550% appreciation. Over the same period from 2000 to 2023, the average league salary has appreciated about 105%. The NHL calls the players partners, but receive no share of the increase in franchise values, no share of the expansion fees, and no say in running of the business. The best example of this is Arizona. So these NHL teams, their revenue is growing and growing and growing and growing. But the players are seeing none of the benefits to this. Like the league is growing. Hockey is one of the fastest sports in this country, like in the United States. It's one of the fastest growing sports. And you can tell just by like even the Sens being sold for like a billion dollars. Yeah, sold for a billion, yeah. Like, and the Senators, like according to Forbes, like a couple of years ago, was worth like $500 million. So they sold for like way above market value. So it's one of those things where it's like the NHL can afford to grow the salary cap. They're just using COVID as kind of a disguise as to like, oh, yeah, you guys have to pay back the escrow instead of getting paid more, even though we're making like way more money off the ESPN deal and off ticket revenue and stuff like that. Yeah, I just um, I did. I did a little more research. Yeah, this is not the best thing, but I looked up. It's a statista a graph. Yeah. And it's the NHL value in terms of millions. I want you to do me one favor. Yeah. Am I guessing? How many how many teams do you think are worth a billion dollars? Probably like probably like two. I think it's I think it's the Leafs and the Rangers. It might be the Blackhawks too. The correct answer is 14. 14? Wow. 14. That grew a lot more than I thought. Last I checked, it was only the Leafs and the Rangers. Wow. Rain no, they're the only two that are worth over two billion. Ah uh, yes. Rangers, Leafs, Canadians, Blackhawks, Bruins, Kings, Oilers, Flyers, Capitals, Kraken, Red Wings, Islanders, Canucks, Lightning. The Penguins aren't worth a billion? 990. Huh. It's kind of strange. And, and who do you think is the cheapest? <laughs> Arizona? <laughs> of course they are. By 100 million. <laughs> yeah, because like they don't play anywhere. They uh they are worth 450 million. I That's still played, ridiculous to, admit, to see that though. I've played in buildings with higher capacity than the Coyotes do. Just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> And I played high school hockey, and we played in higher capacity buildings. The five cheapest though might surprise you. Uh, Arizona, so it's probably Arizona. Oh, Florida, Jesus, Flor- Florida, Florida, five fifty. That's probably gone up since the Cup final. A little bit, but probably not a ton. Sabers at six ten. Hmm. Blue Jackets at six twenty. Blue Jackets, I could figure. Canes six forty. The, the Canes are probably going up and up and up. Like, that's the Canes have been a good team. People have been showing up. It wouldn't surprise but if you me were to do see like the Canes going up. An average of this? Yeah. Like, the mean of this is sitting between 
somewhere between nine hundred to almost a billion dollars in terms of yeah, like the average value of a franchise in the NHL. That's not really all that surprising though, considering how much the game has grown over the last couple of years. But like, still, the players like deserve to get paid more. Like at the very least, the salary cap should be raised because like teams can't afford their guys, and the guys course, know they're yeah. worth more. But that's the issue. That's why guys like Kane and Dumba and Taves have all still gone unsigned. I wouldn't be surprised if Taves misses an entire season because no team can fit him under the cap. Oh, unless he and takes I don't a think he cut. wants to go to the Ducks or like a bottom feeder team. Yeah, unless they like maybe L.A. If L.A. has the money, if he signs like a league minimum deal. LA is only got a hundred thousand to play with. Oh, then nope, they can't afford that. No, the only teams that could really sign him as like a contender, the Rangers could re-sign Kane or bring in Taves. Uh Edmonton. I can see Buffalo Edmonton if they're trying to get like on a run. I think Kane's going to Buffalo. You know where I think Kane might go? Where? Detroit. Yeah, potentially. I see it. I see him. Nashville. Those two are uh, those two are big possibilities. I feel like, huh? I only say Buffalo because that's where he's from, for like the at home factor. Yeah, so. that's been basically the just. Although one other quick thing, yeah. Jeremy Swayman got re-signed for a year. Yeah, he they uh him and the Bruins went to uh, arbitration. What was mm-hmm. the money he ended up getting? Uh, three point four seven five million. Oh, it's cheap. Damn. He he got paid like slightly more than Samsonov. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Speaking of Samsonov, Samsonov also got re-signed after an arbitration hearing, which I'm yeah. kind of surprised that it got that far. Because like I, I just thought the Leafs were gonna give him like a four million dollar deal or something like that they actually ended up doing better with arbitration but it's gonna walk him right to unrestricted free agency next year so Ilya Samsonov gets they, uh, I guess. yeah he's gone after next season but uh Joseph Ilya Norman? Samsonov gets a one year 3.55 million dollar contract and Matt Murray went on LTIR as well. So uh, his, uh, ne- I think it was next two years, is now off the books for the Leafs. And it's kind of unfortunate because I don't think he's ever going to play again. I think it's going to be like a Jake Muzzin where neither of the two play again. That's really sad. Yeah. Like Matt Murray, Muzzin like I remember, I remember fans. when Matt Murray got into the league and just freaking stole the whole thing. Two cups in his rookie cups, year. Yeah. And then after that, just boom it's crazy though when you see it because i've watched videos when goalies it, if and when goalies decline they decline hard it's fast it's like power hitters in the mlb once they decline they go down hard chris davis, chris davis was the worst uh example of that we can both say this as uh dmvers yeah yeah i re- Except the Orioles are doing good this year, but unfortunately they're in my division, so I'm not happy about that. (laughs) But, I mean, overall, with you guys being as badly over the cap as you are, it's not as 
They're like Batman what like? three million over. Um, let me see. Survey I think, says I think they're like three mil two over. million over. Okay, so that's not terrible. You can move. So you can move they're not going to. The good news is you're not going to lose any of your big stars this year. Yeah, yet you're not going to lose anybody this year. Matthews and Nylander still need deals. I will say this though, Yarn Crooker Camp one's going bye bye. I think Yarn Crook goes next year when Matthews uh, gets his extension, and Nylander's is, gone I think too. Camp's gone. They both might be gone. It could be. But they can start to afford players not next year, but the year after, because Tavares' deal is ending. So I mean, the other thing to keep in mind is that the reason, the, the big reason they're over the cap this year is because they threw out twelve million for Bertuzzi, Klingberg, and Domi all on one-year deals. So I think the worst one was Ryan to... Reeves. The worst one was Ryan Reeves. <laughs> if they don't sign Ryan Reeves, they're under the cap right now. No, they're still over by a little bit. Oh shit. They'd be over by set, like six fifty. Oh, then that's easy. You just Yeah, like, that's easy. That's that's like, an easy move. Like a, like a restructure or something. But yeah. no, you are right. The Ryan resigning is still very, very, very And stupid. they gave him term. Three years. <laughs> I'll be done grad school by then. So will I if that Fuck. happens. That's crazy to think about. Oh my god. And I haven't even gotten into grad school yet. And I'm like, shit, that is like that is way too long. That's yeah, that's ugly. Oh god. Yep, and Matthew's gonna sign like a three-year deal too. So he'll be right there with him again. He'll get like three years, sixteen million dollars or some shit like that. Yeah, they he's gonna do bridge deals his entire career. He wants to max his uh earnings, and I don't blame him. I don't either. Yeah, he's gonna like he's gonna get more money than McDavid, and I'm like, you're not better than McDavid. McDavid's next contract though, demand the entire league. He's getting a Brinks truck thrown at him, like not even backed up towards him. No, just getting thrown at him. Twenty five million dollars. It won't be like a Messi's deal with Inter Miami that's worth damn near a billion dollars. <laughs> I saw that. It was so funny. Oh my god. Like. <laughs> and that's the MLS. That is a lesser <laughs> league than the that's NHL. Not top, bro. That is a quote unquote are... lesser league than the NHL, and they're paying yeah. a guy a billion dollars. And mind you, people like like the money, the contracts, like footballers get crazy, like crazy. And the MLS is not even a top five league yet. Like it's not like if you were to rank top five leagues. This is this is just soccer or football, whichever whichever you call it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm just, no particular order. Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, Syria, Ligon. Yeah. Oh man, I follow teams from from like most of those leagues. Cool. So yeah, so that's yeah. what's crazy about that. So, it, especially for me, I think. The biggest issue with cap, I could talk about this from like watching baseball, yeah, and basketball. If you have a situation like baseball where the cap's not put in good measure, you're gonna have strikes. Oh yeah, like and I have a very bad feeling that it's coming. Like you had ninety four and twenty two. It's coming. 
But if you also do it the wrong way in terms of managing the cap, underratedly bad people think back to NBA seasons in specific 2016 because yeah. Chris Paul was one of the biggest negotiators at the time. And I like Chris Paul. Yeah. Absolutely messed up the entire league because the cap, instead of going up gradually, spiked the first year. I think it got like a God, how much was it? It was like 12 or it was something crazy. It was it usually goes up like three yeah. or four million. I think it spiked like 12 or 20 million or something like that. I think it went it up like, like it was 20 million. It was, like yeah, it was like 22 million, million or something like that. So many awful, awful, awful contracts. Yep. Biggest one you can always joke about Nick Batum. Oh my God. I forgot. Bang with the Hornets. Five years. If I remember correctly, five years, 120 million. For a guy I'm not I have like never even heard of. Ran by Michael Jordan, by the way. Oh wow! We're just gonna throw salt everywhere. Um, so it, it that's like the issue of it. If you don't yeah. manage it right, you're gonna have strikes. Like the NHL had lockouts. In the NHL lockouts. 2005, they had the most recent one, and 2013. And I have a bad feeling it's going to come up. Uh, when's the CBA run out? 2025. Yeah. 25. Yeah. So a lockout's coming yeah. in 2025. And that's what's gonna make it tough. But like, it has to go up. Like. 83 million is just it's not nowhere enough. near enough i'm keep going with this i'm going yeah. to look up something quick because like it like the cap is clearly not enough with all of the teams strapped to it like teams can't make moves there are so many players who are nhl caliber players that can't be signed because no team has any room like the yeah. These guys who are scoring like 50, 60 points shouldn't be forced to get like a one year league men deal and then the next year go out and like get injured or something and then they're out of the league. Like it's yeah. kind of terrifying. If I'm an older guy, I'd be like shouting from the rooftops. Yeah. It's just, mm. So, for reference, base salary cap in the NFL. Probably more than the max in the NHL. 224 million. Yep. The minimum team salary for the NBA is 122 million. More than the and NHL. What's crazy about that, and understand people understand. For the NFL, it's sort of ish the same. No. What? What's the, what's the roster size for football? 53. Oh God, it is 53. Yeah, it's 53. It's 53 for the for the NFL. For the NBA is 122 and a half million. And understand people. That's rosters of like 10. I was going to say, that's like rosters of like 10 to 12. I 10 think. to 12. I think it's 12. That is 10 to 12. The NHL is 23. Uh, Let's see here. 12 no, forwards. 12 forwards, 60. It's 18. 20. 20. It is 20 and it is Plus 40 the coach. million low. It is half. It is basically half. The NBA and they are they are lower, their cap, their their floor is sixty one point seven million. Oh my god! Their cap Arizona Coyotes struggling to get to that. Million. Who are you kidding? The Ducks are five million under the cap. Uh, Jesus Christ! If I'm a GM right now and I'm close to like the the salary cap, like. Even over it, I'm calling the Ducks as soon as possible. 
Yeah. Call so, the goddamn then, ducks, man. And then the flow, then the floor is well. That's the issue with baseball. There's no such thing as a floor, actually. Yeah, because there's the no salary cap. So that you you see where the problem comes up with the floor yeah. and cap here is because if you look at all four leagues, all four leagues do it very very differently. Oh yeah, because the NFL it has to be high because it's double the roster, or in some yeah. cases three to five times the roster. It's somewhere between two to five times the amount of players you have to field. So there's more managing about it, yeah. and the value of players are higher in the NFL, whereas. The and best just the way value I of think. the league is higher in the NFL. And that's like where the, the issue is. Yeah. Is because you have the NBA where it's inflated to hell and back for a roster of 10. The average player in the NBA makes over a million. Yep. Like the like the most sub replacement dude makes a million. That's where isn't that league is men? League men in uh the NBA. It's like nine hundred thousand or a million or something like that. I think it's a million in the NHL. It's like seven hundred and fifty K. Um let me look it up. The NHL, I know it's seven fifty K. Yeah. Yeah. I know that from uh GM mode in the uh NHL video games. And then like MLB was like four hundred thousand until literally last season. Yeah, because the CBA they changed it went up to like seven hundred thousand. Yeah, and then NFL so crazy. is seven fifty. Damn. So that's the problem here. If you look at the NBA, everything's inflated higher for like specific players because it's harder to make it. I get it, but like at the same time, you have stuff that's overinflated on one side, and then yeah, look at the other side of baseball, in which. If you were to look at it from a microscope or anybody who's not in the baseball sphere, you probably don't think much of it because you're looking at your team, unless you're an athletics fan, in which, oof. Uh, you mean the Las Vegas athletics? You mean no one will go to their games? Uh, because, like, and with the A's, like, to go a little bit off topic, with the A's, yeah. it's like they're not even, they're basically like the Pirates without the commitment to the city. <laughs> like that's what it is. Like if the Pirates didn't have the commitment to Pittsburgh, like no one would go to that shit. No, like there's no point. Rough. And and I'm thinking about that from this case. Let me look at uh baseball salary cap. And I don't even know if there is one. No, and that's the issue here. Yeah, there's luxury tax. But the issue is luxury taxes literally are like um, chump change to these owners is is a joke. Yeah. So to to put this in better perspective, the top team in baseball right now in terms of payroll is the Mets. Woof! If you ever looked at baseball standings, they are they just they just had a fire sale. Um, <laughs> See, I can laugh about this as a Phillies fan. Um, Lol, Mets reign supreme. Lol, Mets reign supreme. Um, their payroll is three hundred forty-four million dollars. Damn. Mind you, the next highest is two eighty, and it's the Yankees who are dead last in their division. Um, <laughs> now, now think about that. Think about that price. All right, three forty-four. The lowest price 
for an MLB franchise is obviously the Oakland Athletics. Uh, yeah. Their entire roster of 26 players, $56 million. Oh, my God. That's lower than the NHL salary cap floor. And the NHL has the lowest salaries in the major four sports. Yep. I guess I guess we should start now saying major five because the MLS is starting to gain traction. Yeah, no, the, the NHL because the NHL is in their own goddamn way. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, is it starting to come a little clearer now? Yeah. Why yeah. there's so many problems with this? If you go on the NBA side, you're basically throwing out lottery money to whoever is breathing and can dribble a basketball. Yeah. Whereas if you go to baseball. You have teams like Oakland. You have Tampa and Baltimore, two of the better teams in the American League. Uh, neither of them are crossing the eighty million threshold. Not surprised. Sometimes you get lucky with young talent. The Reds are not even at a hundred million. There are eight teams that aren't over a hundred million. Oof, wow, the Nats are there. That gives me sadness. <laughs> Oof. Unless I look at that, unless I want to cry, but. That's, That's right. where it all kind of ties back to the issue of the NHL is that they've seen all these leagues go about it completely different ways. Yeah. To very varying degrees of a lot of failure and success. So it's unfortunate, but it's almost in a way they've almost become probably too cautious. Yeah, for sure. Because they don't want to have an issue of where certain players get inflated and, you know, or you have the NF- you have the NFL, their values is inflated literally by position and by position only. If you're yeah. a quarterback, defensive end, or wide receiver, you're getting like you're getting lottery money. money. Or if you're a running back, you're God help you if you're a running back. Money. You're losing money. They've that's lost like, money. That's like an interesting topic that like maybe we should save for like another episode for like the offseason, just like the value of running backs tanking. Like that that would yeah. be an interesting topic. Like it's like definitely not hockey related, but I think it'd be interesting no, to talk about. It would be sick. And yeah. that's the issue. You got the NFL where it's literally your position is inflated because of it. You have baseball where no cap or floor is really constrained and you don't really get punished if you go over the cap. Yeah. It's just a matter of you get strapped with bad contracts if you make bad decisions. Oh yeah. Or if or other teams literally don't get punished at all if they decide to run out nothing, basically. Like the athletics, like Pittsburgh, like, you know, like Cleveland or, yeah. or like the Nats, you know, stuff like that happens. And, but then, and on the other side of the coin is the NBA, who literally, you could be the worst player in the league and you're getting a million dollars. Yep. Which is, that's ludicrous. still life changing. That's still a life changing amount of money, which is ludicrous. Yeah. I understand it's hard to make the NBA, and but... it's probably the hardest one of yeah. the four to make in yeah, terms of honestly. how many and how little chance of opportunity there is. Ten players a team, least time, amount of teams. If you're ten players and your baseline is almost around the midpoint of the MLB. Yeah. In which they field out twice the amount of players. Or better yet, it's 30 million over the cap 
of the NHL, not even the floor, the cap. Yep. For half the amount of players. You're doing something wrong. Ridiculous. You're doing like they're doing something wrong. I think it's more greed on the part of the owners and Gary Bettman, who's the commissioner, is just like allowing them to do it. Like it's one of those things where like I do think there's a lockout coming to fix it. I hope not, but I think one's coming. Like I think it's inevitable. I would think so too, because it's just yeah, the NHL I think is their biggest issue right now is the fact that because they've watched everything happen, they've gotten so yep. cautious that they don't want to throw out like stupid money and then, you know, God help us, like say someone like who who's not a great defenseman. Say like Eric Carlson gets like twenty million. Because and the then has the injury like problems. And then has the injury problem. Yeah. And the organization's strapped with that for the rest of their career. And like the yeah. NHL super strict about like dumping a contract. Like you can't do it. You can't it's do like what impossible. baseball does have Bobby Bonilla Day or yeah. Chris Davis Day. Like you can't do that in the NHL. I mean the the Islanders have like the uh Rick DiPietro Day until like 2030. <laughs> so like whatever the fuck yeah. that was. Or who is the other who is the other Islander? Oh damn Alexi it. Yashin. Alexi Yashin, yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know who you're talking about. A Mike Milbury special. <laughs> Um, I think we should talk about like something that you were super worried about until until Uh, recently. Have a stroke about? Yeah, the thing, the thing that you were worried about. Very tight, by the way. I'll I'll let you announce it because you were really happy about this news. You didn't know. I'm so glad they did not drink the stupid juice and trade for Eric Carlson. Thank God. Um, they signed Vince Dunn to a four year seven. Uh, the four year about. It was like thirty-ish million, I think. Yeah, seven point three five million average annual value. Yes. Yep. Pretty good deal, honestly, for him. They've basically now, with that, solidified their defense. They now, yeah. And the big thing that's gonna be interesting is they have seven defensemen already. This is not including Jacob Magno, who they traded for the only trade they made last year. Um, they have eight defensemen. They're gonna have to shuffle through. That's not a bad thing, like especially That's on the blue line. Depth is always guess, good. If I were to guess, they're probably going to do a lot of shuffling between Dumoulin, Flurry, and Magna. I think Dumoulin's spot is going to be pretty solid. Like he's a solid defensive defenseman still. Yes, um, yeah. I think like over the, like the ebbs and flows of the season, like they're going to get guys some games. Like at least you guys aren't playing Justin Hall on your top pairing or something like that. Like you guys no. have a good defense. You guys have a good defense. Like to count with uh, to count Vince Dunn back. I think there are six defensemen right now are as follows: Vince Dunn, Jamie Elysiak, Adam Larson, Brian Dumoulin, Justin Schultz, uh, Will Morgan. That's pretty good. That's solid. That's pretty good for like, especially for a team that like just got here. Yeah, you guys are still kind of fucked with the goalie thing, but you know, only four more years of Grubauer. (laughs) Grubauer played well in the playoffs. So what? Uh, He did. You know, you guys, you guys made it further than we did. No, we didn't. Yeah, you did. You played more games than we did. We lost in five. Okay, my bad. We played. We lost in seven. Yeah. You but... <laughs> won two more games than we did, buddy. You ha- you have more franchise success in the last three years than mine's had nineteen. That's really sad. Congratulations. 
That's so Cherish sad. your moment. That is true. But I just look at the six million and cry inside. That's yeah, all right. Like you guys didn't do the Eric Carlson thing, which I think is the better move for you. You stay young. You keep your. You basically got your franchise defenseman for below eight million, which is hard I know. To I do. cannot believe we kept him for under. The fact he's getting paid two million less than Seth Jones is crazy. <laughs> That's because Chicago with that contract. I don't know what the, the hell. Juice. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. That was they awful. Drank the stupid. Juice. Was that Stan Bowman that signed that contract? I think it was. Yes, I think it, it was. Stan, it it might have been his it last was. contract he ever signed. <laughs> it was one of them. That was bad. That no, was but really the reason it's bad. painful is um the reason the Grubauer thing is so painful for Seattle to give clarity to this. He has the second richest contract on the team. Who has the richest? Dunn, who literally just got he had the richest contract before Dunn got signed. He's making 5.9 million. Now you uh, understand why I am not happy with that signing. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> like he's making more than any forward on the lineup. He's making more than any defenseman not named Vince Dunn. More and... than Jared McCann. Yes. More than Jordan Everly. More than McCann. More than Everly. More than Schwartz. More than Bjorkstrand. More than Burakovsky. More than Beniers, but Beniers on his, is on his ELC. So. Yeah, he's on his ELC, so who cares? Just uh, wait till Beniers gets that money contracts. Uh, the, you haven't uh, had to deal with that yet. that yet. Let me think about that yet. Give me give me a year. because You got one more year, buddy. We still have to figure out if Burkowski's gonna go in the LTIR. I really hope not. I hope not, because like he's a pretty good player for you. No kidding. That's not but good. That's not good. Overall, I'm feeling really like excited. Oh yeah, and you should next year. Yeah, you should. You guys made the second round playing with house money. You guys got better. So like unlike a specific team on the other side in a specific New England area. Oh my god. <laughs> Should we rip okay. the band-aid off? Um, are we talking about like the big thing or like well, we already talked about Swayman, so I guess we have to talk it, about it the big is thing. The big thing. I feel like this is the best time. Well, first up, uh, for before we talk about the big retire, uh, Nate Thompson retired. Pretty solid guy. He had, a, I think, he had over a thousand games in the NHL. So like that, that's still something. Let me look it up. I think he had like a thousand ninety-two or something. Uh, Nate Thompson. Did he? Was his last season with the? Flyers? Uh, he played with the Flyers for a while. He was mostly Tampa Bay. His last season was with the Flyers. Sweet. It was one year, actually. Yeah. So he How many played, games did he have? He played a grand total of 884. Ah, okay. Okay. If you're counting, like, all, still the, good. all the minor leagues and stuff, then it's, like, well over 1,000. Yeah. That's still but pretty good. NHL is 884. He had some injury riddled first season yeah. with the Islanders and Lightning. But for a guy of his caliber, like staying in the NHL for eight, over 800 games is like not an easy task. Like that, that's pretty good. Yeah, he had a 15 year career. Solid, honestly. Like that, just solid guy. Solid guy. I I, I remember him with Philly. He was a good he was a good bolster for that team, like that young team that needed it. So like he was always a, a great presence to have on your team. Uh, yeah. Now. Now it's time to rip the band. My boogeyman has been released. <laughs> Not the big one, but 
one. Of them. He's the big one. Oh, I thought Marshawn. He's the was. game seven one. Oh, he's that one. He is that one. He is that one, folks. A legend has retired. I'll give a salute. He's he's super excited. It's Patrice Bergeron. Patrice Bergeron has announced his retirement from the NHL. And the birds are singing everywhere in Toronto. <gasps> to understand, he is a crazy good player. Oh, yeah, I know. He, he I don't I know think... if he's a Hall of Famer. He's going to be a really outside one. I feel oh, like he, he will get it. He's a Hall of Famer. You he think is. so? Oh, yeah. Over a thousand points. I guess to be fair, it's like a thousand trophy. points, like a always a baseline. Yeah. Thing. Let me let me look up his uh, career accomplishments. Uh, oh my god, how many times do you think he won the Selkie? They're gonna rename that trophy after him at that point. How many do you think he won? Uh, uh, if I remember, like seven. He won six. I was gonna say he won a lot. That's crazy, including so... his last two seasons, mind you. Bergeron's awards. So he won the Selkie Trophy uh, six times, which is for the best defensive forward. Uh, the King Clancy Trophy in 2012 2013. Uh, the NHL Foundation Player Award in 2013 14. The Marc Messier Leadership Award in 2020 2021. And most importantly, the Stanley Cup in 2010 2011. And his career stats, he played 1,294 games for a grand total of 1,040 points. Which in my crazy. opinion, in my opinion, he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. You know what's wild about that? What's up? He had five seasons of 30 goals. Yep. Which is already nuts on its own. But the craziest thing to me is honestly looking at his last for his last three seasons. He had 48 points in 54 games in that short in 2020 season. He had 48 points in 54 games. Yep. Which is nuts. In 73 games, he had 65 points, including 40 assists. Mind you, he was 36. And he had another 58 points at 37 years old. In my opinion, Bergeron had another like nuts. one. To, he had another two years in him. Um, with Bergeron, definitely like this past season, he got like that pretty serious back injury, and like I don't blame him. Like the guy wanted to play in front of his father in Montreal because his father was sick. Um, I, I think he. I don't know if he passed away or not. Um, I'm not entirely uh, sure, but I know his father was really sick. Yeah, and it was like game 81 in Montreal or something like that. And he wanted to play the game for his dad, and he ended up getting injured. And I think that was a big piece of like why the Bruins lost to the Panthers. Like they, some of their best guys were banged up. Um, it's like I, I know I give like a lot of shit about the 2013 thing, but like to me, like you can't deny Patrice Bergeron is like of that generation of players. Like he's one of the most underrated guys, and I genuinely think he's gonna go down as like one of the most underappreciated players in the league. Um probably the best defensive forward of all time. Like he's just great. Oh yeah. I would not blame the NHL for uh, renaming the um, Selkie to the Bergeron. Yeah. I think they should rename it to the Bergeron award. Like it, he's that yeah. good. It's crazy to me that like he was able to eclipse all this the way he did. And yeah. And I think almost like 
he wanted to have like a like you know David Ortiz or uh JJ Watt. They had amazing they had great last seasons and they just kind of they walked away after that cuz Yeah. In a way I you could say technically an injury that might have forced him into retirement, but it was also one of these things where he probably could have played through it oh, or something. The guys but I think he chose too. to I get, remember to walk away on his own, which yeah. not really it doesn't happen a ton and in like, sports if you think about. It. I remember in the twenty, I think it was twenty thirteen playoffs, he played through like a lacerated kidney and a collapsed lung in the Stanley Cup Finals against Chicago. Yeah, for like, anybody, you could not keep that guy down. He was fucking ridiculous. I think about this anytime. Uh, when I see all the cr- all the crap people talk about on sports, Twitter, online, stuff like that, you know, we talk about bad movies and bad this and bad that. But I always tell people this. When people give crap on people who get injured, I'm like, you get that same injury and try and to try go, try out to go to work. Try to go to work. Yeah. No, no, forget the fact trying to play sports. Try going to your desk job or your any or if you do manual labor, try going to work with that. Try going to work with a lacerated kidney. He's going out there say, yeah. skating at fast speeds, getting slammed to the wall, slamming other people in the wall, trying to score. That is just ridiculous. Just so. ridiculous. But like hats off to Bergeron. I think we witnessed a Hall of Fame career. Um, it's like, I know he played for Boston and it like, I know I give it a lot of shit, but like, like he's got my respect. He's had it for a long time. Um, I just think that Bergeron is a first ballot hall of famer, really good player, really underappreciated. Um, definitely got most of his appreciation for team Canada playing alongside of uh Marchand and Crosby like that line for team Canada was just ridiculous when they had it together like just great career uh congratulations to Patrice Bergeron just one of the best defensive players to ever do it in my opinion no oh, yeah without question um we forgot a signing though do do it Oh, yeah. we did. Sebastian Ajo. How did we forget that? Yeah, that was bad. I almost forgot. <laughs> I don't have the value of his contract. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. It's Carolina, right? Yes, it is Carolina. Shit. That, that was like an unprofessional move. God damn. That was like the he end of the show. Nine years. Oh, like oh, nine, really nine years left on his yeah, eight year deal. Eight year. Nah. <laughs> How much money? Nine point seven five million. Oh wait a minute, that's actually not that bad for him. Hang on a second. That's crazy. Not bad value, but that's so much money. Let me look at his stats. Oh no, that yeah. That's so much money. To give you an idea, I'll I'll just tell you his goal totals in every year he's played. He's very good. Rookie year, 24 goals. 29 goals a second. 30 and 38. 24 in the shortened COVID season. 37, 36. So 520 games, he has 218 goals. And in terms of points, 520 games, uh, 468 points. Which is pretty good. I I think that contract is going to age very well when the cap goes up. 
I, I think it's going to age really well because like Ajo is like one of the most important players on the Canes. Like I think the reference he's uh, see for like towards the end of this season, he was averaging over a point a game. Oh yeah, like to me, like especially in the playoffs, like Ajo is crazy in the playoffs. Like to me, I think he earns that contract. Like I think it's going to be a great deal for the Canes. Like in the playoffs, in sixty three games played, he has fifty eight points. Like he he's the real deal in the playoffs. Like I think I think he's worth that deal in my opinion. Oh yeah, he's gonna be definitely worth it. So I think he's been like the major part in the Canes resurgence. Like the guy's been like a big dub here. Yeah, like the only I think downside the Canes... is now they only have a, like eight hundred thousand in cap. Yeah, they but they're gunning for people. a cup, so like that's not that's not bad. They also had Martin Nook and. Seth Jarvis yeah. and Martin Nietzsche to worry about next season. Uh, yeah, and I think they'll cross that bridge when they get there. I think right now is oh, more like Biden. they got. Yeah, they got to the. Uh, I think did they get to the Eastern Conference Finals? I think they did. Yeah, they did, and had four of the most heartbreaking losses. Yeah, ever. it was like the I close. Really it was like one lost. of the closest sweeps. I think the plus minus of it was like five. <laughs> yeah, because like the Canes are gunning for a cup right now, so like I don't really blame them. Like it's one of those deals where like, hey, we're going for a cup. We probably won't be retaining a lot of the guys who need deals, so we're gonna go for yeah. it this year. Wouldn't surprise me if they made a splash at the trade deadline this year. I think they're a team poised to do it. Maybe I they could turn that, like Natchez yeah. into something. Let's. Ooh, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, I think now. I think let's address the two negative things before we end with some good stuff oh boy are, are you talking two. about what i think you're gonna talk about um which one uh, okay alex or alex fuck <laughs> you are talking about it oh god okay alex or alex which one arizona which... or seattle let's do galchenyuk first yeah so this this oh, is god. crazy so ladies and gentlemen he got re-signed to the uh he got signed Coyotes. to the Arizona Coyotes for like league dropped. men. He yep. got dropped. No, 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 no. He got his he contract got terminated. And then on July 9th, he got arrested in Scottsdale in Arizona for a hit and run incident. Um, I think he hit a sign or something, he broke a sign. Yeah. So nothing that seems crazy, you know. Maybe just an idiot who's just speeding and he clipped a sign, you know, usual stuff that like happens a bunch of times with athletes who think their ego is too big. Um, oh no, 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 it, it gets so <laughs> much worse. Oh my um, god, he then made violent threats to officers, um, used racial slurs, um, like crazy, and then said he had ties with the mafia who'd killed the cops' family, not just the mafia, the Russian mafia, the Russian mafia who are crazy. Um, literally, so I could even quote the line right here. He said, one phone like, call and you're all dead. Your whole family, your bloodline is dead. Like, and all of that over a fucking, like, hitting a sign. Like, he I was, think, from what they said, he got he got tested. He was, I yeah. think, drunk. He was drunk, and I think he was definitely on something, too. They didn't confirm that, but it's they didn't definitely confirm a that part, but like, that amount of rage, man. Like, and he <laughs> then entered to. Uh, players assistant pro some yeah. people are just angry drunks and I like it. it's his scary. dad people are just angry drunks possibly 
His dad came out and said like he's never seen him like that before because his dad was with him. Yeah, his father was with him. But in that incident. Yeah, in the incident. His dad was like, I've oh, never that. seen that. So like, he is now going into the assisted uh, the NHL assistance program. I'm praying. Yeah, I'm, he I'm hoping help. he's okay. Like, m- most importantly, like, just get some help. Like, I, I don't wish it on anyone. I just hope he gets the help he that he needs. He did apologize to the other thing, so. Yeah. People, we all make really bad mistakes. This one's really bad. But... I hope he apologized directly to the to the people no, that were did. involved. He like... said, right here, he said, so he's told ESPN and has apologized to the police okay. uh, for his deeply disrespectful and despicable behavior is what it's called okay. from ESPN, um, Emily Kaplan. Now, ladies and gentlemen. All right, God. before before we get to this, this, just this, in I didn't case, know this until you told me. Just in case I want to, yeah, I don't know how here. far deep into this topic we're gonna get into because a lot of it's pretty nasty. It's pretty nasty. We can't go into the specifics of it because so like, like if we had to read some of the statements that were found. Yeah, we would definitely get. We're like, gonna get a content warning, anyways. But um, so. Uh, I will give a content warning slash trigger warning on this. This has to do with like sexual harassment. So um, if you guys feel like it would be a triggering topic for you, please protect yourself. Skip ahead to another segment of this video. Um, yes. But this whole thing, it really came out of nowhere, honestly. Like I didn't even know what was going on until like, the YouTuber Eck brought it to everyone's attention. Like, great channel, highly recommend him. Mm-hmm. But it's like this subsection on TikTok that, like, is kind of like has a niche for like books and stuff. They call it Book Talk. Yes. They've kind of uh, adopted the Seattle Kraken as their hockey team. And they have like this fixation. Mm-hmm on alexander wenberg of all people which like I, i'm gonna be honest i got told never he looks in like a million G years of huh? hockey i got told he looks like the jimmy g of hockey a little bit yeah but like never in a million years would i have expected like if i would have expected talking about alex wenberg like oh yeah he signed like a two-year deal with like with like x team like yeah it's alex wenberg like he's not a bad player but he's not like a guy you make a whole segment about in a podcast, but it's a really weird situation because like this group of people, like I guess there's no better way to phrase it, but like they've been saying like derogatory things and like sexual things about him. Say for, one like, of them because this I remember this one got chanted yeah. at a game. Um, I don't remember it. It was a chant of crack my back. Oh, yeah, yeah. With with a K for people who don't know. Yeah, for know. like cracking, yeah, yeah. Okay. And if you want to understand that, go Google it. I'm, we're not explaining that here. Um, and I remember the, I remember like the controversy, like initially, like they didn't have a problem with it. But no, and then to I make think it worse, it the became, NHL flamed fan the flames here oh they did so to put reference into this i did a little more searching into it 
at one point in the season, the NHL invited some of these quote unquote book talkers mm. out for a game, including one who is the main focus of these yeah. issues. Her name is Kiara Lewis. Yeah. She was one of the center points of that of that promotion night. I who, I that, do remember that turned out that. to be a massive hypocrite and an awful person. If you if you did digging into her and some of the things she said, it's disgusting. So, some of the things she would say. So that's all I'm gonna y- say. Yeah, I mean, like with this whole thing, it's like I don't want to like, I don't want to hate on any of the creators. Like it's one of those things where I'm like. I don't know the direction to go with this. Like I am on the side, like if it is making Alex Wenberg and his wife uncomfortable, you stop it immediately. Where my problem with this whole situation is instead of like respectfully taking the content down and apologizing, this group on TikTok has been like, not even referring to Alexander Wenberg's wife, like by her name, they've been calling her the wife and they've been just saying like terrible things about her. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, if I'm, if I'm sitting there and like this, this stuff is getting said about like my husband with a public profile and it's making both me and my partner uncomfortable. And we ask them to stop, like it should be dealt with. It shouldn't be like this defensive, like, oh, I got the Kraken like a ton of followers and I did all this stuff for the Kraken. I'm the reason why the Kraken are popular. Like, no, the Kraken are popular because they're a high profile sports team. Like, I'm not trying to diminish like any of the content like this person made prior because I think they were someone prior to this whole thing. Yeah. But like the fan fiction stuff, like it goes too far, guys. Like, these are real people like with real feelings. Like I'm going to be honest. Like if I was in that position where people were saying that stuff to me, like I get uncomfortable for a while. And like the reason why I think Wenberg didn't say anything, like I don't want to put like words in his mouth or anything like that, but I could imagine that he was uncomfortable, but didn't know how to address it. Cause it's one of those things like these hockey players are media trained until like, when they're eight years old. So of course, like they don't want to bring up any like drama or anything like that, but it got to the point where he got like, so uncomfortable. I'm sure his wife did too. Like I hate that going on his Instagram profile and like clicking on the comments are all of these people attacking Alex Wenberg for asking not to be sexualized. And like, I don't think, like just like with everything in general like if you're a male or female athlete if you are if you ask to stop being sexualized by people i think people should respect it i think it goes both ways because like both male and female fans are guilty of this you see it in this case with alex wenberg you see it with um a hope a high profile gymnast uh, what's her name from lsu is it is it Livy Dawn? Uh no, I'm gonna Yeah. But get blanked about it. I know this because yeah. I talked about this before. Like it's it's the same sort of thing. Like you see it with gymnasts, you see it with female soccer players, you see it like everywhere. Like it's it's a widespread problem, like not just for like it's now going to like both ways, because you see it now with like baseball players, you see it mm-hmm. with football players. You see it on the female side with gymnasts and soccer players and volleyball players. And like, 
guys, these people are real people with feelings. Like if I get that a lot of the time they're celebrities, but if they want their privacy, you got to respect it. It yeah. shouldn't be a thing where people get resentful for a person wanting to be treated like a goddamn human being. And not it doesn't matter. Like, like, yeah, it doesn't matter the content they put out just because like they might pull out, put out like for like a man or a woman, if they put out a picture of them in like a swimsuit or something, they shouldn't be like these comments like, oh, yeah, like I can say whatever I want because you put this picture out and like you owe mm -hmm. it to me to be able to say these things about you because you're the one that put it out there. Like, no, people should be able to like express themselves. And like, if you're uncomfortable, like at very least, like the thing you got to do is turn the comments off. I don't know how athletes or high profile people like have their comment section turned on. Like, uh yeah it's I crazy know, it's tough i mean i know but with like, this situation get, it's like yeah, yeah. with this no, situation go. it's like all about respect like you gotta mm -hmm. respect you gotta respect the people because like in a lot of these cases especially with athletes they are like working on their craft and they're entertaining you like mm -hmm. it's not something to where like you feel like you should be able to say whatever the hell you want about people because they're human beings, like, at the end of the day. And that's, like, the point. Like, you shouldn't be harassing people, especially not the spouses of the people. Like, that's, like, way out of bounds. I thought it was already bad enough when, like, um, what was it? It was, it was last year or year or two ago when St. Louis fans were sending death threats or bomb threats to a team. To Nassim Kadri? Yes, on the Avalanche. Yep. Yes, when that happened on the Avalanche, or like Rocco Gudas got sent a bomb threat from Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, I thought that's already bad, but this like crosses another line to me. And I want to quote something. I pulled up a tweet of a statement. Someone screenshotted um Felicia's. I think it's your name. Yeah, it's Felicia Wenberg, but I Felicia think it was Wenberg. Alex Wenberg. Wenberg speaking on her behalf too. I think it was both of them. She put out something on her story. Yeah, and somebody screenshot yeah. it and saved it. There are two pictures here. There was three parts of it, and I wanted to read the second part here because this is something I I I kind of resonate with when I read this. So give me everybody sit back and once you hear this, you'll understand. For someone who wrote my final dissertation on sexual content and what crossing a line this has been especially interesting because there seems to be a different threshold of what is considered okay only because the victim, the victims, as I do air quotes for anybody listening on audio of people's desires are male hockey players. I don't like that double standard. I feel that women who have experienced catcalling, getting involuntarily involuntarily filmed in exposed situations like a groin stretch at their job should hold themselves to a higher stand standard. You can be sex positive without exploiting others. And I, I completely I completely agree with it like on both ends. Like it shouldn't be this thing where like you can do whatever you want to someone just because they're like have a they're just because they're a high profile person. Like it's forget really the fact creepy. It's because it's a high profile person. It's the fact that I is everybody just a trigger warning here. I'm just gonna throw it out there right now. There is two standards for how people treat. Oh, that wasn't content. It was consent, by the way. Uh, sexual consent. Yeah, it was consent. Yeah, I actually said content. Yeah. Um, there is two, like you feel like two different standards of what is sexual consent for men and women. 
And it, like it goes past the hockey sphere. It's always bad in the hockey sphere because well, we've talked about it with Kyle Beach and other situations like that that have unfortunately yeah. Yeah. risen up to the forefront in ways that aren't fair for people having to deal with it and having to bury that for a long time. But the fact is that there's two different standards of that where Kyle Beach got harassed at practice by other guys because by his oh, he's fellow a guy, peers. Because he's a guy and he let this happen. Um, or in the case of this. But yet we have Me Too and other stuff like this for when women get treated horribly, which that should be a thing. You know, yes. women who who truthfully, and I only just say it and say it's a truthfully go and have horrible things happen to them should be able to come forward and be honest with that sort yeah. of stuff. But there's so many cases of it where men go through this sort of stuff, whether if you're an athlete or just a regular person, and there's two different standards to it that you can sit and, you know, do all this stuff to the guys or men. And that's perfectly okay. That that's perfectly fine. Like all the cases of, um, I, I'm getting a little, I've been getting a little off topic here and there. Yeah. Um, content that hit online with, um, dream and all the people he recorded with it was yeah. nasty vile disgusting stuff from his fans some of which were people who were underaged oh yeah and Did nothing it's... about it never addressed it yeah. and i don't know if it was because of fear but these are other people and they and everybody feels like that's okay because they're guys it's all you know it's it's just, it's a different standard than you know if we were to sit here and god forbid make content about w or uh What's the one that is it WNHL? Uh, it used to be the WNHL. I think it's like the Women's Professional Hockey Association. WPHA. The WPA. WPHA. Like, imagine we we went out and made sexual content about the WPHA, or God forbid, if we actually, I'm we here took to tell you what happens. Beach volleyball, yeah. Uh, players for women at the Olympics or gymnasts who all wear sort of skimpy, skin tight, yeah, outfits. If we were to do that. You get canceled on the spot. You lose your accounts, your branding, your everything. So I'm sorry about that. It yeah. personally bugs me because I then saw content of this Kiara Lewis spouting crap online. I, yeah, I saw it, it really too. ticked me off. And like, it, there's two standards to things nowadays. And it really bugs me deep down who sees all this, who works in this and sees that this is the kind of stuff that people have to deal with. Yeah. And everybody thinks, oh, because you're a big athlete or you're you're a big athlete and you're a guy. You have to just sit there and take it. And which is crap. It's like the thing that bothers me the most on like both the male and the female side of this is that you will have people like come to defend the people that are saying this shit in the first place. Like you have people going yeah. to defend like the people saying the shit about Alex Wenberg. You have people going to defend the stuff that's like, say happening to like a Livy Dunn. Like you shouldn't be defending this. Like it's, no. it's not okay. And like, especially You're... like is especially if the person is like not consenting to this because like this thing could get bad enough to where Alex Wenberg, like can't even go out in public. Cause a lot of yeah. the time, the people that like get this level of harassed, cannot go out in public and it's not fair like no, it, sh it should be like i never will understand the people that are like oh this person is like very attractive and high profile i can say whatever the fuck i want and i think it has to do a lot with the social media stuff and just we're not holding people up to account anymore because it's almost impossible to online 
like it's it's so incredibly difficult like no, i genuinely yeah. hope that all of this stuff stops unfortunately i don't see a pathway that it will for like really any high profile athlete like you can't because you can't no, stop there's no it. standard for it because most of the people who do the who do this stuff she's one of these few exceptions who will do it with a name and face to her yeah um but there's and they'll think that they're the ones being wronged yeah she, but there's plenty of other cases of it where people yeah. are doing this. There's no face to the name. There's no face. There's no name to the face. There or sometimes there's not even either. Yeah, it's just a random burner account of people saying nasty, vile, awful stuff. Whether it's racist or if it's disgusting statements like this. Yeah, and it's like they don't get consequences because you can just hide behind a screen and do whatever yep. because you can't regulate it because it's freedom of speech and that that's just a whole other stuff. But it's like yeah, it's they're people guys it's like i i know that like none of our listeners would do stuff like this but no. it's just it's very bothersome when it happens like because like this goes to show because like alex wenberg isn't a star on a team he's like not a high profile nhl player like he's kind of a like bottom six guy this goes to show like it can really happen to anyone it can it's like it doesn't matter if you're like a high profile athlete or like just a regular ordinary person like it can happen to anyone and it shouldn't yeah. be happening but like unfortunately it's one of those things like bad people exist and it's it's something we got to eradicate but like i you just deal with it, yeah. you can't especially and, with the dawning of like the online age like it's impossible yeah. to do it and i think the bit that makes it the I feel like the worst about all this is that it only really got dealt with when things reached a boiling point. Yeah. Because a big time organization, and this is something I'm going to blame the Kraken for. Maybe they couldn't have seen this coming, but if you're going to invite these people, you have to know where the content lies, what these people are, even yeah. if it's not. You got to draw a line. <clears throat> There's gotta I be a line we're... in the sand where these people, yeah, call out the stuff that you like. That's not us. We don't do that. Same way with other subsets, whether if it's LGBTQ or other smaller niches, or if it's just other groups, whether if it's more, uh, whether if it's more sexual based, if it's more of a community thing, if it's more, um, if it's identity, if it's it, it doesn't doesn't matter the dissection, the differences, none of it. What matters is if there's bad people in that sort of group yeah and the people you invite out for this kind of promotional night that gets put out everywhere and promoted by a sports organization that line needs to be drawn in the sand that we don't stand for that we don't believe in that and we don't support that and, and the kraken never did that yeah the so kraken they got egg on their face and had to remove all the content after all yeah. this crap happened the Kraken, like, and that was what I was going to get to next. The Kraken, in my opinion, made the situation worse. They made it immensely it, worse. You got to vet, like, the fucking content that comes through because, like, at, I, they found out in a hurry that honoring this content can put their players in danger. Because, like, it, it's not even, like, in danger, like, oh, someone's going to harm you or something like that. Like, it could very well get to that point, but I don't think it will. But it's one of those things where, like, we're not even talking about the mental health of, like, his family or anything like that. Like, no. the Kraken need to do a better job with vetting the content and, like, respect the players. 
because like th- at that point it's about respect it's not even like oh this content's funny it's getting clicks like no you guys need to respect your players it's not all about the clicks yeah. it's not all about the tiktok cloud it's a bunch it's, of bullshit it's not going to be on the fall of like the organization because you know a it's lot of on the fall of the social it. media team a little the bit, social media team i think it. is going to get a hard like look at possibly I think they're gonna get a, a reset purge yeah they're gonna be a decent purging of the social media team who and they should was involved with this and they should absolutely because even when espn uh this is being written by greg uh Wyshynski, um he describes it right here book talk is commonly used as a commonly used tiktok hashtag by content creators who want to discuss, review, or promote books. A subset of that community focuses on hockey romance novels. Let me just state that again, folks. Where's my mic? Hockey romance novels. I'm just going to leave it at that. And, um, like, yeah, like, th- those exist. And, like, as if they're, like, fictional characters, that's one thing. But, but like, not. once you start going to real people, I'm like, eh? do that so, with some users fixating on actual nhl players as proxies for fictional characters yeah that's so that's how Wenberg got caught into it that's how he got fully caught into it so with all that being said it's just a respect thing yeah so yeah all right what is the with we still that, got the rookie stuff yeah we can like quickly run through these like because there there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of guys left, and I can finish this off pretty quickly. There's like one high profile guy. So um the Sabres sign signed Zach Benson to his entry-level contract. It's three years, which is normal. Uh the Coyotes also signed Logan Cooley to his entry-level contract. It was rumored that he was gonna go back to the University of Minnesota but later decided that he wanted to test his skills in the NHL. There's still a pathway to him, like back to like Minnesota, if he so chooses or the AHL. And um, the biggest one is like, people were kind of getting scared about this, but um, Connor Bedard finally signs his ELC. People were kind of worried about it. And I wasn't sure why I think the weight was, um, to sign your NHL contract, you have to be 18 years of age, and he didn't turn 18 until July something. I don't remember exactly, but that was the holdup. Like it, like don't worry, guys, he was gonna get signed. Like it was just a matter of like waiting until he was 18 because you're legally an adult, and like those are the rules of the NHL. But um, I think that's all we have. So we will discuss like. Like, stay tuned for, like, I, I don't even know what to call Twitter anymore. I think it, like, X. I'm still going to call it Twitter. You guys know what it is at this point. Um, Stay tuned for, like, updates on, like, the episodes or something like that. Um, If they're... Yeah, yeah. I was getting ready to Sorry wrap it up. <laughs> but, Sorry about that. But um, we'll keep you guys updated in terms of content. Um, If there's not enough content, we might plan like another fun episode or something like that. Or we might decide to take a little bit of a break because like we're getting to like the dog days of hockey season where not a lot of stuff happens. So we'll keep you guys updated. And we might possibly, uh, depending on if I can get it set up, uh, next week might be the last week of me filming at Zoom. I I don't want to spoil too much, but I was thinking... Getting in studio the first no 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 I no. forget the studio. 
pick higher. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it yet, fans. Yeah. Let's just say it's going to be a little more of a... It's a surprise. Well, more of a, a ele- higher elevated view, we'll say. Yeah. It's a surprise. But um, thank you guys for bearing with us through the vacation. Um, We needed a little bit of a break or like I was going to be out of town anyway. So like I, I didn't want to bring my podcast stuff to, with me to South Carolina because like, you know, it was a, it was a, trip. a family trip, a trip. So, you know. Um, before we go, uh, at the time of the recording of this episode, I want to wish like a, a special birthday wish to my mom. Happy birthday. Uh, I hope you had a great day. Sorry, we didn't get Aww. any Flyers content, but the Flyers didn't do anything in the last two weeks. I guess Nate Thompson retired. That's something. Um, but uh, just wanted to, yeah, just wanted to wish yeah. her a happy birthday. Eagles brought back the Kelly Greens, though. Really like that. But so it's um i think that's it for this episode so thank you guys for bringing with us uh we'll keep you guys updated on what content's gonna look like for the rest of the summer um i know we will be back in the studio in like two ish weeks two three ish weeks so we'll let you guys know um until next time have a good week everyone take care we'll see you later we'll see you